Well, hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. With me, as always, is my co-host, Shawnee. And today, we are covering The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. How are you doing today, Shawnee? Bridget, I'm feeling good today. And I do have to let our best friend listeners out there in the podcast land know that we recorded this episode last fall before all this corona madness was happening, before we had to socially distance, when we could still lay on the couch and watch P.S. I Love You together, Bridget. Those were the days... Okay, the days filled with Target runs, filled with hot cocoa, hot cocoa, filled with just a blissful, blissful ability to go outside without fear of catching a deadly illness. Uh, uh, simpler times. Well, sobering times that we're in now, but a bright light in our week was that we just interviewed Christina Lauren. That interview is coming out on Tuesday, May 26th. Please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss it. We were supposed to interview them for 30 minutes and ended up having the best of times with them. And it went on for 90 minutes. And we are going to just release the whole interview to you, not cut it down, because this is a podcast and you can listen to as much as you want. And we don't want to take any of the fun. I mean, we fangirled about Korean dramas. We fangirled about Midnight Sun. We fangirled about their books. We fangirled about other authors' books. Like, we covered so many topics. You got it. You just got to get in that with us. I mean, it was interesting because I have read so many of their books that I didn't even realize I had read. And one of my so true. one of my favorite series that they did is the Beautiful series that starts with Beautiful Bastard. I was like, oh my gosh, that's them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was amazing. And I know Bridget loved yeah. the beautiful series too. What else did you love, Bridget? I just like love them all, but I recently just reread the Wild Season series and Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating in preparation for the interview. And I just have to say that Wowza. Just wowza. Mm. It's just they're great. They're just so juicy and they're so fun. And our, oh my God, like fun is like the word I think of when I think of it. It's like reading those books just puts a smile on my face, makes me blush a little bit, makes me squirm in my seat and makes my heart hurt for the characters. And it's just wonderful in all the best ways. So make sure you check out their books and check out our interview. All right, Bridget, let's get into the Unhoneymooners. I'm ready to get popping. I'm ready to get popping. Let's go. Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a glance. What'd you say now? Romance. At a glance. Go ahead, girl. Well, hello, dear readers, and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and as here with me always is my co-host, Shawnee. Hello, Shawnee. Hi, Bridget. How you doing? I'm doing fabulously well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so good. But this book, Bridge. Yeah? But this book. But this book. <laughs> well, the book we're talking about today is The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Um, and I'm going to tell you a fun fact about Christina Lauren that I don't think you know yet, Johnny. Okay, tell me. Tell me. It is two people. Really? Yes. It is uh, two, they call themselves longtime writing partners, besties, soulmates, brain twins. It is Christina Hobbs and Lauren Billings. That's how they came up with Christina Lauren using that, their first names. That makes all the sense in the world to me, like how I felt about this book now. Really? Yeah. Because they actually have written like 14 bestsellers and countless books, and they're pretty popular in the old uh, contemporary romance genre. Oh, wow. Yes. Contemporary rom... Is that like the rom-com? It's like rom-com, contemporary romance, modern romance. I feel like I've heard all of them called all of those things. Thanks. This felt like it was like rom-com-y. It was very rom-com-y. Yeah. I thought the comedy, the com of the rom-com, was very good in this. I liked their witty repartee. Um, so 
we're talking about rom-coms today, and one of the things about the contem- con- contemporary, new word that I just made up, contemporary, contemporary romance or modern romance, whatever you want to call it, is that their covers typically do not have people on them. Yeah. What, have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. Or the people are, like, really tiny or cartoony Little people. Cartoony or the, yeah. You're making like, up words like cartoony. cartoony. <laughs> I'm on the struggle bus, obviously, with diction today. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And here's my theory about it. Okay. Is that they want to appeal to a broader range of people who may be embarrassed to have a shirtless man or woman on the cover of their book. And these books, because they have more of a generic cover, it could just be a novel or it could just be anything. It's not necessarily a romance novel which I think maybe some people who read this genre don't want to have that cover on their book as they read in public. This is my theory. I So I agree. Like, I, f- I feel like that's the top reason. Because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, because I was not allowed to read these books, I used to cover them like you did your textbooks with, <laughs> with like, newspaper. And then I would write Pride and Prejudice. Nobody like, ever covered their textbooks with newspaper. <laughs> a newspaper. Uh, um, a paper bags from, oh, okay. from, like, from like Ralph's <laughs> okay. or, or, like, Publix. I never did know, that The grocery either, store. Okay. <laughs> like, you, you didn't have to brown paper bag your, your textbooks? No. Yeah. You had to book cover them. It was, like, a thing. And so, like, I, I used to do that to my romance novels so my mom wouldn't know what I was reading. And I would, oh. write, I would write, like, you know, like, The Great Gatsby across the front. <laughs> So that I could read them in front of her and then she wouldn't know. And she never found out. She never figured out that's now what was going on. Now yeah, now she does. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I think, and, and I never wanted the cheesy covers. I was always embarrassed of the cheesy covers when I was out. Okay. So like, I would never read a book with that cover out. So okay. this I could read out, you know, yeah. so I can totally see that being that's like cool. a reason to have this cover. Sure. And also I didn't, I felt like this story, I felt like the story was more of a rom-com, fun, like, feel type of thing, and less of, like, a that sexy, erotic, like, ultra, you know, like, uh, I agree. kind of book. So, yeah. Yeah, it was for sure, a, like, more towards the romance side than towards the sexual side. Yeah. Like, they had some good steamy, like, uh, heat building up, but it was definitely not, like, they're having sex on every other page. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which I didn't hate. I didn't hate. I liked their chemistry. I liked the repartee. I'm all you know. I'm all about the rep art. You're all the about quips. the rep <laughs> I love a quip. They had a lot of quips and funny dialogue. Most of the reviews I was reading were talking about how like funny the book was, uh-huh. like aside from the romance, which I really appreciated because I like comedy and I like the romance. Um, I did feel like the first half of the book was quite a bit different from the second half of the book. Like, the first half of the book was really light. They were on the actual honeymoon. They were, you know, having all of the fun and all of the flirting and all of the sexiness. And then they got back to Minnesota. Shout out to my Minnesotans. <laughs> and it got real heavy. Yeah. Real yeah. heavy. Yeah, it did. And... Not that I hated that, because that, I mean, it actually feels like, if you think about it, like, they're on this magical, all-inclusive honeymoon, someone else's honeymoon, it's not even theirs, so they're, like, having this blast in Hawaii and just getting drunk and eating the buffet and doing all this fun stuff, or not eating the buffet, as it were, and then now they're back in, like, the real world, where there's, like, real-world shit to deal with. Yeah. So I get that. 
And also, sometimes I don't want real world shit to be in my books. No. Because I have that yeah. in my life. You know how I feel about, about yeah. that. I but like, I was okay with it. Also, because escape. I went to school in Minnesota and lived in Minneapolis for four and a half years. And so I was feeling a lot of nostalgia as they were like name dropping all the different parts <laughs> of Minneapolis. I was like, oh my God, I used to go there. Oh my God, I lived right near there. So that was like a lot of fun for me. I feel like this is going to be the first book where we disagree. I think we already disagreed. I thought we already disagreed on a book. We did? Maybe we did. No, I don't think we have. I, I think we've we generally been on the same page, but this book for... Like, I can already tell you hate it. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let me just catch everybody up. If you haven't read the book, I'll give you a quick synopsis. So Olive is the main character. Olive is always unlucky in her career, in love, in everything. Her identical twin sister, Ami, is, on the other hand, the luckiest person in the world. Her mute key... <clears throat> her mute cute with her fiance is something out of a rom-com gag and she's managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a series of internet contests worst of all she's forcing olive to spend the day with her sworn enemy ethan who just happens to be the best man and brother of the groom um i'm gonna paraphrase because this is a really long synopsis but basically what happens is olive's giving her toast and then it turns out that everyone at the entire wedding gets sick Mm -hmm. except for her and the best man because she can't eat fish because she's allergic and he doesn't eat buffets. So he had like a special meal made and they're the only two people. And literally everyone gets horrible food poisoning. Like the kind that takes weeks cause it's like a bacteria and you have to go on antibiotics and all this stuff. So her sister won a honeymoon and says, you have to go for me because we're t- identical twins. You can take my license and there's no refunds. There's no changing the dates. Like, it'll just go to waste. And so she goes as her sister, and the best man's the only other unsick person, and he's the brother of the groom, and so he goes in his brother's place. Yeah. And it's definitely an enemies to lovers plot for sure. For sure. And, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Okay, talk to me about why you hate it. <laughs> so, um, okay, so this book for me... Was super disjointed. The fact that you tell me it has two authors, I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Why I felt like somebody was having a mood swing the day they were writing this day, and <laughs> a totally different mood swing the day they were writing this day. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it connected. I felt like the first and second half of the book were super disconnected for me. Mm-hmm. I found no chemistry between the main characters. Like, um, and I actually think that this is the difference between reading the book. And listening to the book, right? Mm. Because the author, um, the woman who did, um, when, she, when she did Ethan's voice, mm-hmm. he sounded like a bro. Oh, he sounded super... That's not how he sounded in my mind yeah. at all. In mine, he was His like, brother, bro. Yeah. But not him. But him and his brother sounded the same, right? Oh. In vocally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he came so off... So immediately as, didn't like him. So it, it, I, never, I never was able to connect. Yep. It's the difference between, you know, saying that line, like, I like you. I like you. Oh. I like you. Like, you no, know. in my mind, he was so earnest. Yeah, see, that's not how it read for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, this book would be terrible if he, thought, <laughs> if he was a bro. So I, I really feel like it was. Because- also, did they do the sarcasm? Because I feel like both of them have a lot of sarcasm towards each other. Yes. They had a lot of sarcasm towards each other. Um, but did the, uh, did the narrator she did, do that but, well? But when it's, she did the sarcasm well, but when 
she just the way that he came off he always came off kind of as a douchebag Mm. and so i kind of feel like that's why i didn't like the book Mm -hmm. versus if i had read it and didn't have somebody else creating that inflection for me sure it might have been different i Um, think it would have honestly but then there was just some some character moments for him that never that shut me down to him immediately Mm -hmm. like him not believing her when huge problem at the end like that that that's a stop that's like a we won't get back together type of stop. You don't sure. believe me when I tell you that this inappropriate thing is happening. Right. Great. Yeah. This can no longer go further. Right. So which, he, which, to her credit, she breaks up with them and is like, I can't date someone who doesn't believe me. I thought he broke up with her. He, he, oh, he broke oh, up. I guess, she he, didn't do it. And I was actually mad that she I guess didn't he do it. Kind of, I guess. He's like, I guess this is over then, like, or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, can't remember. <laughs> but I was like, I wanted, so for me, I said that this story read to me like Uh the beginning of a breakup. Like, instead of it being like a love story, it's like, it's like the prequel to the breakup. (laughs) Like, he came off as a douche. Then he came off kind of entitled. And also the way that he, um, he just didn't listen to her. Mm. I don't feel like, there was moments where I felt like he really didn't listen to her. Even at the very end when he was going to propose, he says in his inner monologue, like, she didn't want that. But he was going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, listen to her. If she said she didn't want to be married, then maybe you need more conversations, you guys. So I Oh, I think it was just she didn't want the crazy proposal in Hawaii. Which he was still doing a crazy yeah. proposal. But then he decided not to you do know. it. No, she messed, or she messed it up. I she guess. messed yeah. it up. She That's was like, true. she was sarcastic and totally blew up his spot or whatever. And so he didn't. But again, he wasn't listening. Like... Mm. She said she didn't want this sort of thing and, you know, and that and whatever. And so I was just turned off. I'm, I'm turned off by, like, sometimes that frustration of, like, hey, like, mm-hmm. listen to what she says. And when she tells you that this creepy thing is happening, believe her. Mm. And the number one thing that killed the, that, this entire book for me mm-hmm. was when um, they're talking about how her sister was dating. Her Amy was dating is her husband, Dean. Mm-hmm. Bef- when they started dating. Is it Amy? I always call her Ami. Or Ami. I- I don't, it probably is Amy because they're Mexican. I have a friend who is Indian and it's Ami. And, and it's I Ami. was like, just read it that way. And I, then they're like, Mexican family. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it could be many cultures. I have no idea. The, I mean, the narr- I just know the narrator said Amy. Said it's Amy, probably Amy. But yeah. It's probably so, Amy. but Amy and Dean, um, he was cheating on her mm-hmm. when they got together. Mm-hmm. And so they figure that out when they're, you know, on, on vacation. On vacation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, like, it's best not to say anything. And then she's like, you know what? You're right. It's best not to say anything. I'm like, bitch, if someone's cheating well, on my sister, he, I'm going to talk about it. It's going to happen. Like, there's no way that someone could convince me that that's better left unsaid to my twin sister who I'm super close with. Yes. And... In her mind, she even says, like, I know my sister would never be okay with an open relationship at the beginning. Yeah. And he, I mean, what he says, which, I mean, I do know a lot of people who aren't open and specific about things at the beginning. So they don't actually say, like, hey, we're dating exclusively, right? They just assume until a certain point, you know? Yeah. So I was like, he, which he, I think he says something about, like, well, there was probably an open relationship until that point. And she probably knew, like, knew that they weren't exclusively dating. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure my sister thought they were exclusively dating right away. And he's like, well, I mean, clearly my brother didn't. Which, again, that's on that couple's communication. 
But I agree with you. I would not shelve that. I would not shelve, like... But also, like, how do you even bring that up? I, thank God, never had that circumstance come to me where I found out about something and had to figure out, like, how to tell someone or what to tell them or... Like, I've just never had... Thank God I don't, like... Apparently, either all the duplicitous people that I know (laughs) are much better than these people at being duplicitous or I just don't know that many duplicitous people. But I've never had that instance come up to me but i can see where like how do you even tell someone like hey you just got married last week and i found out he's been cheating on you this whole time (laughs) happy wedding happy wed yeah you know like that's but i totally agree with you i I would tell yeah it's like even if i didn't know how i was like oh this is shitty i don't like it still would get told i mean i've i've been in that circumstance with girlfriends or whatever and i've been like look you can be mad at me later. I, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm not going to be the one who didn't tell you right. this, you yeah. know, or whatever. And I guess the closest I've come to it is, like, if I didn't like a friend's boyfriend. But it's never been, like, he propositioned me over lunch or something. It's yeah. just been, like, look, I think that guy sucks. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you really like him, yeah. but that's great. But I want to be upfront about the fact that I think that they suck. And I don't think that you should marry them. Or I don't think that you should date them or yeah. I've, I've definitely said that ahead of time because like I don't want to be someone who like years later they're like oh my god and I found out all this stuff and they're terrible and they're like treat me badly or they constantly belittle me and I'm like I yeah I, saw I just wanted to tell you I told you I don't want to like say I told you so but I do want to say that because I love to say it and anyone who says they don't is a, <laughs> such a liar because even if you don't say it because yeah. you're trying to be a good person and trying not to rub it in their face it feels so vindicating when it, you it are right. It really does. It feels so good it in your soul. Really does. But anyways, um, I, I, had a, I guess that's the closest I've come. And I've had a couple friends who've been, like, mad that I said that. Yeah. Which I understand. Like, if someone came to me and was like, I hate your husband, I think he's an asshole, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Like, <laughs> I like my husband. <laughs> <clears throat> but, but also no one said that to me, so hopefully that means I mean, you, it's re- okay. It's really good to, like, read the room, too, like, know your friends. Yeah. But, I, I mean, in college I had a girlfriend. We were young, too. And she was getting married to this guy, and she came and told me, and I was like, I don't think you should marry him. I think it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. She was pissed at me. Wouldn't talk to me. Yeah. Fast forward. I went to her wedding like a year later. Mm-hmm. I, the next year, they were getting divorced, and she came to me after they, they got divorced and, yeah. w- and was like, you were the only person who told me not to marry this guy. You were the, the only person who was like, it's bad news mm-hmm. or whatever. And turns out he had been cheating on her from before the the wedding I didn't even know that I just knew what I I saw that guy and I was yeah. like yeah this not this is not working out and I always am slightly distrustful of older men when men are drastically older than the woman they're marrying mm-hmm. because those relationships they skew in the wrong direction not always are they bad but they skew that way <laughs> like num in the numbers yeah. game you know what I mean well and it's both people are perhaps not in it for a longevity reason. Yeah. Or any, or the right Or the reasons, right reasons. You know. Or or sustainable reasons. Sustainable reasons, you know. I've just, I always think about that. Okay. Yeah. Because let's say that I, I'm right now 32. Mm-hmm. Let's say that I married someone who was 52. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I'm 52, they're 72. Yeah. When I'm 62, they're dead. <laughs> or they're 82, they're like, yeah. Like, needing a lot of help. But at 62, I'm still fucking climbing mountains and, like, doing my life. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, or people even more dramatic age, or when they have kids, like, guys who have kids when they're, like, 60 or 70 and have a baby, 
First of all, I barely have the energy for my two children under two at 32. Yeah. At 62, nah. I'm going to be <laughs> maybe a grandma if they choose to have children. And I'm going to like snuggle those babies and give them back so I can go home and like take a nap and be away from them. I'm not going to have the energy to be like chasing around toddlers constantly. No. And also, I think it's super disrespectful because if you have a baby at like 65 or 70, you're going to be dead by the time they're done with high school. That's the thing. That's, res- that's just rude. That's what I thought when David Letterman, I think he had a baby at like 70 like yeah. or something like that. He did. And I was like. Yeah, he was like he was like sixty five or something. Yeah, I'm and like some other famous person just had one at seventy, and I'm like, you're literally gonna die before they leave like, high school, or or certainly before college. It, you're not gonna make it to their wedding unless they're a child bride. Like, unless they're a child bride. And I remember like how devastated I was when my grandparents died when I was in high school. Yeah, and I can't even imagine if my parents had been the ones dying. Yeah, even if I knew like, oh shit, I'm twelve years old. My grand, my dad's eighty, eighty two now. Yeah. This mofo is not going to make it. Your dad's 82? No, my dad's 66. Uh Uh-oh. But I'm saying if I had been 12 when he was 82. Yeah. And I would have been, like, reading the writing on the wall, like, this old ass man. <laughs> Those all your friends' parents would be so different. I mean, my, my I cousin, know, her so husband's 18 years older than she is. And granted, he's a good, like, he's he's in his 50s now. He's, like, super active and, like, yeah. really whatever. But I feel like, you know, like, when he became a dad, he was, like... I don't think he even knew whether or not he really wanted that at that point. You know, he's like, 50, at fifty two, what am I supposed to do with this little little kid here? I'm gonna look like the grandpa on the on the playground. Totally. You know what I mean? And I made the mistake once of saying granddaughter to this woman who it was definitely her daughter when mm. I worked at Blockbuster way back in the day. You know, I was like, Oh, you're getting this movie for your granddaughter? And she was like, That that's my daughter. Mm. <laughs> you know. But she did give me this whole story about how like she couldn't ever have kids, and yeah. she miraculously got pregnant at like fifty. Nightmare. And and she was just like, well, I, I, I mean, was good, good for her. It was great for her. Literal nightmare, you know. But yeah, she was like, I wasn't expecting it, but now yeah. I'm old mom and whatever. I was. I met this woman who, she has three kids. Yeah. And her and her husband started having their kids. She's like, at what I felt was a reasonable age, I was like twenty nine, and she's like, we are the youngest parents in kindergarten in L. A. All the other moms and dads are older because people wait so long to have their kids. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, that's so interesting because I was 30 when Kira was born. But but feasibly, when we go to, by the time we get to kindergarten or whatever and I start meeting other parents, there will be for sure parents who had their kids at 40 who are her age. Yeah. So they're going to be a solid 10 years older than me. And some of the dads might be more like 15 years older or 20 years older, which I feel like is just like kind of a strange. Well, we were just talking about now. You thing. were trying to give away all the girl, all your girl baby clothes. Yeah. And who are you giving away to? You're like all of my friends either don't want kids or not having kids, not even in a position to. Yeah. That to not be even a, thinking about uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the Minnesotans who oh. gave me the clothes originally had their children already. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they, or most of them did. But, uh, I feel like in L.A. there's always something else to do than have kids. Whoever, in, in a we, way. We all are like more focused on, not more focused on, but focused on our careers or yeah. creative pursuits or whatever. Here, out here, it's more of a hustle. I feel it's like hu- it's, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I love it because you know that I enjoy like doing a million things. Um, but you're good at it, Bridget. Thank you. But I also, like, in this weird nostalgic way, like, wish for, 
like living out amongst amongst the like trees yes. in Tahoe or something or yes. in like Montana and just like going out and riding my horse in the morning or not even a horse because that's too much work maybe just going hiking with my dog next to me and my kids go to school and all day I just like right by the window or maybe I just watch TV. Who the fuck cares? Because I'm living this low-key life and we go to the same diner and there's like no decisions <laughs> to be made. And everything is way cheaper because we're not in LA. And Dear listeners, I have to say that yesterday, Bridget and I were on Instagram and she was looking at all of the authors' photos outside of their windows where they're writing. Mm-hmm. And it's like picturesque trees yeah. and and you know lakes and all of this stuff and Bridget just sat there literally drooling yeah I was like what am I doing wrong and I know some people would look out my window and see palm trees and be like that's so romantic palm trees no palm trees means that it's like hot (laughs) LA is dry pretty much all year it never rains here (laughs) like we're having fires everywhere to me this is paradise because in Miami there's mosquitoes it's muggy yeah I don't want I don't want it to be I'm not about the south yeah I'm not about I know we live in the southern part of the United States but we're in the desert yeah I'm not about that swamp life that swamp life that that bayou (laughs) delta life no when I was applying for college I just crossed off entire swatches of the U.S. (laughs) my mom's like there might be good universities I was like do not care not going somewhere where it's 90 degrees there's no air conditioning and there's bugs and snakes and all these other things i'm like no that's crazy pan somebody asked me like when i just went went camping they were like well when did you stop camping and i was like when i moved to florida yeah because people would come up to me do people let their pythons go yes people, <laughs> people would come up to me i mean it was caucasity but they would come up to me and be like, do you want to go camping and i'm like where like, the everglades I'm like, so I can disappear? Like, do you know how many people go camping in the Everglades and disappear? <laughs> and Or come back completely eaten from head to toe full of mosquitoes and yeah. mud and stuff? I was like, no, I'm about that dry camping life. I'd rather get mauled by a bear. But I don't want to get eaten by a gator in a swamp that I can't, like, <laughs> pepper spray. Like, that's that's how I feel about that. So bringing it back to this book, I do yeah. feel bad about the fact that you thought he was like really broy because that's not how I read him at all. And in fact, later her sister says, was he the good brother all along? Because her fiance and now husband had been blaming the brother on taking all these trips. Yeah. And so she she had he had been using his brother as like cover, which his brother didn't know. And it turns out that he's like actually a good guy. And while I 100% agree he should not have just completely doubted her. I do think it's a little tricky because you want to believe the best of your sibling. And I think someone saying he just propositioned me, I'd be like, did they? Because, like, that sucks, my sibling, you know? But I do think earlier in the book for me was when I was like, well, clearly this seems a little sketchy. When he was talking about the trips, and she's like, you didn't plan that valentine's day trip did you and he's like no like it was his idea to go and she's like oh because he told my sister that you planned it last minute so he had to go and he doesn't even like he like recognizes that that's weird but he never says he never like acknowledges like oh it could be a shitty situation yeah even if he said at some point you could be right. I just don't want to believe you because he's my brother. Yeah. I would have been like, okay. Cause like, that's something I would say. Like you could be right, but I'm choosing to live in <laughs> ignorance right now yeah. because I want to talk to my brother first or whatever. 
But I definitely agree with you that there were a lot of signs where it was like, clearly your brother's doing something shady. Well, and I think for me, those signs, like what you're just saying, where he, where, like, if you're going, if he asked you to go on a trip on Valentine's Day and you know your brother has a longtime girlfriend, why wouldn't you be like, why wouldn't you spend your girlfriend with, you know, like to me, it's common, it's a common sense thing. And so it kind of made it, him look dumb, well, he, dumb to me when he was didn't like. did he say something like, oh no, my brother told me that she had something going, like she had some event or. Like he, his brother had also had lied to him about yes. how she had something going on with the family or like she had something going on. Yes. But it's like, it seems like if he were just slightly more intelligent, then he would have kind of picked He's up like on from Minnesota and they're really, <laughs> and they think the best of people. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> like Minnesotans actually are relatively nice. Well, like, not all of them. I've met some mean ones, but like as a general, like common courtesy level, when you talk to people in stores and yeah. on the street and like. Their baseline of politeness is way higher than any other place I've lived in the U.S. Just their baseline. And also, they're not a super sarcastic society. Oh, I would love that. You would do very well there, actually. I would love that. Compared to, like, the East Coast or something where it's, like, sarcasm is the only language that is spoken. I think also people do sarcasm wrong. It's not just, like, sarcasm has has to have inflection that lets you know that it's sarcasm. Right. Most, yeah. A lot of people deliver things dry, and there's no way to tell that it's sarcasm. Well, you got to do, if you're doing like, it dry, you got to do it with a wink at the get, end. Yeah. you got to no, give it a A lot of people don't do the wink, and that's the key. Well, then you're just a dick. Yeah. Then you're just saying mean I'm, things. I'm not, not, <laughs> then I'm like, that's all. That's like, I'm like oh, you're just an asshole. Uh, <laughs> but I believe it. I believe yeah. that Minnesotans are probably much nicer yeah. than people in L.A. But like, I, And even the thing about, actually, now that I'm thinking about this story through your bro lens, which is not how they wrote it, I don't think. But the thing about his brother not wanting him to date her. Yeah. And and in one aspect, I kind of would, like, if my husband was a twin and my sister met the twin, I'd be like, it's weird that you want to date the twin. I know they're separate individuals and I'm not attracted to the twin. But in my mind, it means you're attracted to my husband. Again, I understand twins are separate people. Yeah. But, like, in my frog brain, I feel like I would be like, it's weird that you like someone who looks like my husband, even though I wouldn't like the brother. Yeah. My sister's married to a mirror twin. Yeah. Or whatever. And when they got married, I was like, it would be really convenient if I liked the brother. Because... I think people actually do marry... Like, I think that that has happened. Yeah. Like, my my parents and uh, are are married... Like, my parents and my aunts are sisters and brothers who married that's yeah that sounds terrible yeah no it's like two sisters married two brothers right or whatever and then so i yeah. th- i thought it was great growing up my cousins we had side-by-side houses like you know initially yeah. and i was like i would it's love to bad. replicate it's that only bad if if it doesn't one work of the out. relationships go sour yeah then it's really bad then it's then it's really bad yeah right so like when my sister got married she had a twin i was he had a twin and i was like well shoot like except i didn't like him i was like ah well can't I, take that for the team. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things about this book that I didn't like at the ending, because I did think that the ending has a problem. One of the things I didn't like at the ending was that because he's brothers yeah. and not just the best man, if he was just the best man, he could cut out the douchebag and never talk to him again. Yeah. Which would have given more sort of closure to that thing. But the way it ended, she's going to be... In-law. His in-law. Yeah. Which is not to say that there aren't plenty of people who are in-laws with horrible people and they just don't talk to them. Yeah. 
But yeah, I wish that they had just been friends. And he was just dumb. Yeah. And like didn't know his friend was doing douchey thing. Yeah. I agree. And just believed the best of his best friend. They've been best friends since childhood or some shit. And then he just cut him out. I agree. I also think that there was or some. Or just whatever. There were some weird things in the book for me like that were kind of extraneous. Like I understand the gimmick of her meeting her boss in, mm-hmm. in on the vacation, mm-hmm. right? It, it, proves, it was fun. It proved for some fun, yeah, yeah. whatever. But I didn't know specifically why. Uh, she they needed to come back to the restaurant at the end of the book. Oh, her si- I think her sister invited them. I, I, th- I know to that, like bring it full. I know circle. that the sister invited them and stuff, but it seemed like they were trying to wrap everything up really yeah. neatly, and yeah. it was super unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, she frustrated me with her with her um, admitting to her boss like I lied to you on this vacation and whatever. Be- mostly because I hate it when things when people don't communicate right. Mm-hmm. She. When everybody there is like, oh, we'll invite your husband to the to the spouses club. She mm-hmm. could have just been like, nah, he's not interested. Like, everything had this angst built onto it that I felt like could easily be dissipated by just some basic communication. Or like, yeah, but I don't think that there's a way that she could have worked at that company without it coming out that she wasn't married. Well, her name, she she was going by a different name. I guess you could explain that. I, I think I rationalized that already. I but, mean, you could because you, um, you, she just got married. She was on her honeymoon. You haven't changed your name yet. And maybe yeah. she's not planning to change it, which is yeah. fine. But, but also, like, you're going to work at a company and never once ever talk about your spouse or... Uh, or who like, you're dating or, or whatever. Or you're dating. You're never going to bring them to... You, maybe they're not in the spouse club, but they're not coming to the Christmas party. That would be suspicious. See, for like, me, it's a fadeaway thing. It's like a no, thing where I don't talk... No, that's not a thing. <laughs> Have you ever worked in an office? I ha- Well, no. <laughs> I was like, that's not how offices... I don't think I've ever worked in an office. I was going to say, you haven't worked in an I've, office. I've been a freelancer since it is, after Blockbuster. Yeah, it would be super weird if... If... Yeah. No. I mean, there's so many people who are private, though. Like in general, like at, like at YouTube, right? At, yeah. At YouTube, when we were filming at YouTube, whatever. Yeah. I've been filming at YouTube. I want to say like five years. Yeah. It wasn't until last year that anybody knew I had a partner. Nobody knew yeah, I had a partner. Yeah, but that's different because you don't see everyone every single day. You don't. But I didn't All talk about day. my partner. I didn't talk about my partner until last year. I know, but I'm telling you, when you're in an office with people all day, first of all, there's a lot of downtime and boredom, and so you're like talking. But also, they. If you went into the job uh. not talking about it, that's one thing. But if you went on a honeymoon and <laughs> met your boss there and already had this whole thing, of course he's going to tell other people you met the wife, like they got along. And so like to then be like, oh, actually, we're not social. We're never going to talk about this again. It's just, it's just not how seeing someone 10 hours a day works uh, all well, day, every day. I'm going to give this one to you because okay. I no, have no. never worked at all. Which is also, like, good for you. <laughs> I did it for a few years, and I was like, I don't like this. Oh, <laughs> and here I am making a podcast about romance novels. My life is so much better. It's full circle. Yes. <laughs> I was reading romance novels. Yeah. While you lunchtime, <laughs> <laughs> Or, like, walking to work or on the bus or walking. You already go, like, get a cocktail after work, read my romance novels. I just think it's, like, I was thinking this the other day. It's like, I used to get beat for reading romance novels. And I was like... It would be really ironic if I'm able to buy my mom shit because I read so many romance novels. That would be great. You're like, like, Mom, this house was brought to you by sexy books, (laughs) by shirtless men on covers. I'd be like, Mom, I don't know if Jesus wants you to live in this house right now. (laughs) It's built on fornication. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, okay. So, 
Let's talk about the good things. So okay. I thought that the 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 sexy times between them and the buildup of it was fun. Yeah. Did the narrator do a good job with the buildup of him, like, telling her that he wanted her and, like, kissing her but saying he shouldn't be with her and all that stuff? Yeah, so I thought the narrator did – I mean, they did a good job. There were two narrators, and it would switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the narrator did a good job of the sexy scenes and whatever. I mean, I didn't find them to be super spectacular or anything, mm-hmm. but they were you know, they were solid. Um and I felt like the witty banter um, that they had back and forth was funny. I, I liked the setup of kind of the jokes. I like her being the pessimistic sister mm-hmm. and the other one being like the optimistic sister. I like that. Sometimes it, it annoyed me. Yeah. There's moments where I was like, come on, yeah. like or whatever. But in general, I like that kind yeah. of dynamic. I also thought the I liked that she evolved. That was one of the things I liked about him was that he was constantly like, you can't always be unlucky. Like, come on, you're on this vacation. That was pretty lucky. Like, you're, and he was like encouraging her to like try all these different, you know, try that. Like, she's like, well, probably I'll probably fall off the hill and die. And he's like, okay, well, let's just try anyway, you yeah. know. And I thought that was that was like a nice like when she was talking about like, oh, and then I went and I almost did this. And he's like, yeah, but you didn't. And someone found you. So that was lucky. That was lucky. Like, and I liked how he kind of spun all of those things for her, which was helped her eventually like realize that her mentality was a little bit defeatist. Well, at the end of the book, right? Mm-hmm. This sister was like, oh, she's always been the brave sister. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, she has. I was like, when? Like, or maybe she was, or, or when? Maybe she was brave because... She kept doing things even though she thought it would go bad. I mean, but she, I don't know. but I feel sense. like she didn't. It did, it, to me, it, it was one of those sense. other things that felt contrived. There was like yeah. these moments in the book that felt contrived. And that was one. Yeah. I was like, when was she the brave sister? Well, it would have made more sense if she had said, like, I always wanted her to like be brave or something. Yeah, something like that. Because I feel like in the, in the grand scheme of brave, the other sister would be mm-hmm. braver. Because she was always like, I'm I loved, lucky. I'm jumping. I'm I jumping, loved I'm jumping. when she set up the the husband though oh for all the women to come to the house fuck yeah i thought she was gonna set it up for them to be eating their lasagna as all of them are walking in through the door that would have been funny too i thought that would have been she's not gonna eat though because she was like well she didn't have to but it's the whole look or she they should have had popcorn i mean they were drinking wine yeah they she was like the lasagna the wine but when the women started coming she got up and went to the door and and started talking and i thought it would have just been way funnier to set up the couch and stuff in a specific spot with popcorn and then just eat this popcorn well they ate the lasagna while they watched the movie yeah but like yeah for for just cinematic for cinematic (laughs) cinematically it would have been great you know and, and as the women but come also, in, like, like, she didn't want to be mean to the women. Yeah. Because, like, eating popcorn while watching is mean to them, as well as to your husband. I mean, I guess so. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's not, and all of them said, I didn't know he was married. Yeah. Um, which is such an easy thing when you live in any sort of large community to not, <laughs> to have people who are in no way, shape, or form connected, especially in, like, today's digital age. I think, um, I... You know, that always kind of baffled my mind in the past, but now having kind of known, like, getting to know other other women mm-hmm. and seeing how they operate in their relationships, I can see how you can go a long time without knowing. I am so nosy. So nosy. I notice every detail of things. So if somebody tells me something and it's slightly, just even the tiniest bit off, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what happened here? And what happened here? And what happened here? Like, if Brendan ever tries to, he doesn't 
try to lie to me anymore. But like, if he ever tries to lie to me, he already knows that I'm going to figure it out in about two seconds. Oh, you mean with, so you mean, you mean his wife should have found out, not that the other women should have known. Either, either on either side. Like if I was, because I was like, if you're only seeing him like once a month if to so, like randomly hook up or something, I don't think I would know that they were married if they told me. They you might weren't. not know, but like if you're anybody who ha- is kind of inquisitive as a person and you kind of store information, like my brain stores every ounce of information. It doesn't store useful information. Let me tell you right now, mm-hmm. anything that I need to really remember, it doesn't store. But like if someone tells me a story and then there's an in- a slight inconsistency the next time they tell it or mm-hmm. slightly off. Like, I'm very good at figuring out when people are lying or, mm. like, embellishing or, like, that sort of thing. So it's difficult. I've, it's always been difficult for anybody to cheat on me. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I've never been cheated on that I know of. So I, I've only ever. I mean, I suppose, I suppose it's possible. I only ever. As <laughs> boyfriends, feel free to weigh in, but I'm pretty positive. I only ever had one guy. It was, like, the one of the very first guys I ever talked to in my life. And so I wouldn't call him a boyfriend. Um, but like he was, he, I had asked him like, Oh, are you talking to anybody else? Whatever. He was like, no, no, no. Like, you know, I'm invested here. Like, let's keep going on dates, blah, 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 whatever. This was back in the day of days of AOL. Right. Ooh. I'm leaving some stuff out of the story. I'm modifying it I sl- am. slightly, but, um, just, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was the days of AOL where you would get a disc, mm-hmm. you know, every couple months to get a new mm-hmm. AOL mm-hmm. and I figured out early on that there was a trick that you could do if you uninstalled AOL and reinstalled it and entered anybody's username right mm-hmm. you could it would say error you can't stop log in because you don't have the password however it will pull up their profile and every name underneath it every name attached to that profile so like you know I'd have my dad's profile and ours my sister's whatever mm-hmm. you could do it to anybody though I could do it to you right mm-hmm. I could put your username in and it would show all the usernames under your profile, right? Like the people you've talked to. That, that, no, the people, the names that you log, you can log in as. Oh, okay. You know, like mom, dad, sister, brother, whatever those are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took his username. I did that, took his username, because he lived by himself or whatever. Um, and it pulled up all the usernames that he could log into. And so what he was doing was he would talk to me under one username, and then he would log off. And then he would log back on immediately under a new username mm-hmm. and then be chatting with people under all these different usernames or whatever. Same person. Seems like so much same, work. Same ASL. I am so <laughs> lazy. You know? Look, whenever I hear these nefarious things, I am like, wow, I just really don't care enough to do that. Like, I'm so, that would never even cross my mind. Not only yeah. to be as snoopy as you and figure that out because I I'm could so give snoopy. a fuck, but also, I would just never do that. I would just never think to do that. Well, because it's like it's a lot of work. So much work. I'm so lazy. Like, yeah. And but then, like when I had asked him if he was talking to other people, when he answered me, it looked like a lie. I was like, I was looking at him, and I was like, he's lying, right? And so, and that's why I did that. And I was mad young, and I remember after this, just deciding that I was never going to Crazy Town, right? Mm -hmm. Like again, I'm leaving a couple other things out of this story, but. But I just decided that any at any point, if anybody ever made me feel like I was on unsteady ground, like I didn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you didn't have complete that confidence. I didn't have complete confidence in them, that I was just going to abort that mission. And that's actually served me pretty well because mm-hmm. any relationship I've ever had with a boyfriend has never been about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it, I've never had one. I've I mean I've only seriously dated three people in my whole life, one who I married, and. <laughs> 
all of them, I was that was never even a consideration. Yeah. Like, all of them would, like, my college boyfriend would go home, you know, went home for the whole summer to his house. I went to my house. I was never, like, worried that he was getting drunk and hooking up with someone else or, like, I never even crossed my mind. Like, you know, my current husband went on a trip to Vegas for his bachelor party and people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you let him go. And I was like, why? What's he going to do? He's going to get drunk with his friends, probably throw <laughs> up in the street and, like, come home with a stripper flu. Like, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was like, they'll probably play video games. And they'll probably play <laughs> and video games. They did play video games. And... um but I was not, I never even like considered yeah. that I should be my other boyfriend traveled for work Monday through Thursday. And I never was like, Oh, I wonder what he's doing on his trips. I was like fucking working yeah. and then talking to me at night. Like I, I would never even get past like the dating part with someone that I was not like a hundred percent. Yeah. Which is probably why I've only dated three people in my whole life. Because I was like, nah, I don't know about you. Nah, I don't know about you. Oh, you're fun for like a hot second, but nah, I don't know about you. Well, that's what, for me, like, that's why I don't, I didn't like Ethan as much because I didn't 100% trust his integrity, mm. like, as a person. I know they were tried, they tried to clean him up sure, as sure, the sure. book goes on. Sure. But there was just some things fundamentally that I was like, I don't trust your integrity because you're like, don't tell, we're not going to talk about this with your sister and this whole thing. I'm like, yeah, "Ah, I mean, that was a little sketchy. I did think clearly they didn't spend that much time together. Yeah. Weirdly. So like, even though he, his brother was dating or marrying her sister, like she even says like, Oh, it's my arch nemesis, but she's really, but she only describes like a couple times that they've ever met. Like, it's not like they were all so close that he was he was over at his brother's house with them every week. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it seems like they were not, like, his brother kept him away from them, kind of. Yeah. Um, Which, again, for me, I just had to, like, suspend disbelief a little bit. And I did think it was, like, weird that he was, you know, like, let's not tell them. But then I was also like, okay, fine, it's his brother. He wants to believe the best in him. Obviously, when his brother, first of all, I did not see it coming that the brother was going to proposition her. I don't know if you saw that coming, but I did not. Well, he see that loosely coming. propositioned her earlier in the book. He did, but that was like, uh, like you could maybe play that one off as like as a joke. Yeah. That's like a really inappropriate joke, but a joke. This yeah. one was clearly like, you're a fucking ski. Well, I kind of, yeah. So the first time it happened, I I was like. I was a little bit upset that they didn't shut it down a little harder, that mm-hmm. it wasn't shut down harder. Mm-hmm. And then when, so when it happened again later, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was like, and well, and I, didn't you think it was weird too that he, so like he's been around her for years now yeah. and has never like propositioned her. But now that his brother is dating her, feels like that's a good time. Well, Again, contrived. That moment for me was contrived. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. He he doesn't want the brother and her talk like to tell to tell the sister what's happening or whatever. He thinks he got away with it, right? And so he's going to proposition her when he already got away with. Yeah, it's like he thinks like, oh, like you're cool with this because you're not going to tell on me. Yeah. So like you might be open to this. Yeah. Which is obviously. A terrible mentality, but I can see where someone would be like, oh, like, you're cool with the fact that I've been cheating on your sister. Like, you want to come? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't For know. me, it was contrived. It was very it, contrived. It was like, I was like, you, you didn't need to do anything more to make him. Yeah, he's a, already a terrible he's person. He's already a terrible person. Like, he could have just said something when his brother was in the bathroom, like, um, 
oh, okay, so like... It'd be yeah, better if he threatened her. You're not going to tell her, right? Yeah. Because I don't know what he told you, but like none of it's true. Like if he had like kind of passive aggressively tried to defend himself or something like that and she's just like i'm not saying anything yeah but then he like basically like comes out and says like i have been cheating on her well, as he's trying to defend himself he ends up because <laughs> that happens a lot where people like stick their own foot in their mouth well so I like think. so i mean i had a crazy surprisingly similar situation right so my older brother who i don't talk to um he married this woman after like three months right and um, he's done some stuff in the past that he very, very much didn't want any of us to tell this woman. Mm-hmm. So he would not let, he would not bring her to any events and, and vice versa. He would not bring us to any events. He would not really let us spend more than like 60 seconds with her. Like mm-hmm. he would like come drop something off and she'd be in the car or whatever. That's so weird. We find out on the wedding day that he told her that we were making fun of her, that we hated her. We didn't, we didn't like her, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. Which we were like, was like news to us. Mm-hmm. You know, a family friend was like, why didn't you support him? And we we're like, what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We had no idea what she was talking about. Um, and it's kind of where I learned that the first lie told is the lie believed. Right? So no matter how... Oh, sure. Like, because he told her we didn't like her, whatever, no matter how much we told her we did like her, she wasn't going to sure. believe it. Because now she thinks you're just covering up for the fact that you didn't like her. Exactly. You know? And so it was... It was greatly difficult um or whatever and you know for she kind of nobody was actually planning to say anything to her about the stuff that had happened in the past right Right. like we wanted no part of it i wanted no part of it but because he actually got so paranoid and weird about it Mm -hmm. it actually was like red flags right there it was like oh man somebody should really tell her because now he's getting erratic right do you know what i mean and so like again Though, no matter what you say, said to her, it was, mm. it was like, oh, you're coming for him because you already don't like mm-hmm. us and you don't like our love. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it, it reminded me a little bit of, of this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I thought that, I actually thought that Dean was going to tell his wife a lie. Oh, about her. A lie about her in order to keep. Like what? she came on to me yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Or whatever. So that way, if she tried to tell him like, oh, he came on to me. She wouldn't believe it. I was still a little bummed that her sister got so upset with her and wouldn't talk to her. Because at the end of the day, like, if my sister told me, like, yo, I think your dude's cheating, like, or I don't like him. Which, well, how long? It was, like, a couple of days she didn't talk to her. Yeah. Um, she, like, and and those kind of things have happened. I've told my sister, I don't like your husband. Like, you know, she's, we're still sisters. We're still yeah. homegirls. We don't, yeah. we don't fall out over that. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's your opinion. I don't necessarily agree, yeah. but, you know, yeah. I'm, I don't try to fight her husband and, no. and any of that sort of thing. So I kind of was a little bit like, I felt like she, like, they could have still been sisters. Well, they didn't, I mean, had it been like months, I would have been like, okay, this is fucked up. But it's like been four days. I'm like, yeah, that's but, a reasonable amount of time. But she only came back because she found texts at that point. She found corroboration. Well, I think she, I think she was surging their mind and then realized, in my mind, the way I read it was like, she was hurt and mad. Mm-hmm. And then she started thinking through all the different things her sister said and was like, oh, these are fishy things. That is fucking fishy. And then. Yeah. Went to look. Because also, like, you just got married and survived an extreme bout of bacterial (laughs) food poisoning. I could totally see where your first instinct is like, fuck you. Like, you just went on my fucking honeymoon and I'm so sick. 
And like, why would you bring? And you've never liked. And she also has never liked him, yeah. which she's always said. So it's like, I, I didn't mind because it was not that long. Yeah. And also I felt like it was good for her because it helped her like sift through some shit in her own mind about like I just kind of what she wanted to do and stuff. I just wish that her sister or Ethan, one of them, had have believed her without the proof. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or even come to their senses. Yeah, because he didn't because he proof. believed her after he sees after the girls. He sees show the up. girls, right. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you are. Like I need you right. like the way I feel about my partner. Yeah. And the way and the way that I love is that I need you to like ride or die. If you think I'm wrong, you don't say shit about it till we're home alone, right? If right. I'm bowing up in the street about to fight somebody, you're like, cool, I'm in. I'm in on this fight. Sure. And then when we get home, be like, that was the dumbest <laughs> shit you ever did. Totally. Like, what, don't get I me feel like I'm that friend. I'm like, I'll stand by you, and then afterwards be like, what was that even about? What, what, what were we doing? Why do we hate that person? <laughs> you just said we hate him, so I'm I'm bored with hating, but like. Why? Yeah. What do they do? I don't think they actually you did. Know. I think you made that up. And like, <laughs> like funny. you know the the funniest shit ever. The other the other day, um, uh, we were at the movie theaters. I went to see a movie um, with my friend, and uh, the the person was like, "Open your purse." And at my movie theater, they don't tell you to open your purse to see if you have all the snacks in there. And mm-hmm. I definitely had like coconut water because you know that's like one of the only things I can drink. Mm-hmm. So um, so I had this coconut water. I was like, "Fuck, they're gonna take my." They're going to take my drink. So I quickly pulled it out of my purse because I was born a slick kid. I pulled it out of my purse, put it behind my back, and I say to, say to my friend, yo, hide this. Like, just real fast. Just hide this. And he just, whoop, right into his arm, didn't ask no questions. It was gone. Right? Yeah. They looked at my purse. I mean, when I say it was the slickest little maneuver sure. ever. Afterwards, I looked at him. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, it was, yeah. it was just like a moment where I was like, oh, that was, you know, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I hate when people are like, hide what? And you're like. How dare you? How dare you? You ask questions later. Ask questions Assume later. Assume that because we're friends, it's not cocaine or something yes. that's going to get you arrested. Like, <laughs> Don't stop fucking asking questions yeah. right now. Totally. You know? But it was just that moment where I was just like, and yes. That's why we're friends. Yes, because I like my friends to be slightly shady. Like, we, uh, that's, you know, not full shady. Why do you like me? I'm like the least shady like, person alive. Bridget, Bridget, you're slightly shady. I am slightly shady. <laughs> that's true. It's like, uh, my motto is like, you don't fuck over people, yeah. right? That is my hard line. But like corporations or like yeah, I'm like sneaking like, in a coconut water. They- also, they probably want to take in your coconut water because like, I sneak a lot of snacks into movie theaters, and they really only want like if you have like Coke or if you have candy that they sell and stuff. But if you have coconut water, because I bring in like bottled water all the time, or yeah. I have like a water bottle, and they don't care about that. They only care about like if you're bringing in something that you would otherwise be buying. Oh, okay. That's like the big thing. Just a side note. But I'm glad that they were appropriately shady for you to be right? part of. Uh, what did you think about his grand gesture to apologize? Where he, like, went to her place. So this is this was the thing I didn't like about it. First of all, her family's in on it. Yeah. And the owner of the restaurant's in on it. So yeah. I'm like, okay, that makes it okay-ish. But if I was at work and someone came to, like, where I'm trying to keep my shit together and then is doing this, like, big romantic grand gesture and, like, wearing the shiny sequin top from the wedding and, like, all in the Hawaiian shirt and he has his little Mai Tai thing. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. And you're doing it. But also, you could have just come over to my house. You know where I live. Like, this just didn't have to be in front of every person I know and, like, strangers who I'm trying to serve now for the next two hours because I'm at work still. Yeah. Like, 
I don't, I, I weirdly like don't love the big romantic gesture unless it's like a personal one. Yeah. But then also I see movies like Notting Hill and he goes to the press conference and he like, she tells the whole world that she's in love with him and staying in England. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I waffle. I waffle a little bit. This one I thought was a little bit much. Again, reading the room, right? Yeah. She's not the one for the big grand gestures. Right. So it's kind of like she would have probably liked something a little bit more intimate. Right. And because he didn't believe her about something so important. Yeah. Like I actually I, I just felt like that's a yeah. that's a humble moment. That's yeah. a come to and me. He did alone, go he did go to the sister you know, and yeah. apologize and have a conversation with her first. Which was definitely, like, would have, that helped me mentally pave the way for, like, okay, fine. If the sister's on board and can forgive him. I don't know. The sister has questionable, like, Perhaps I, as the viewer, can uh, forgive him as well. (laughs) I honestly was like, y'all, y'all could break up and she could find a new dude. She could find a new dude. Like, I was not in love with them as a couple Mm -hmm. at all. That's an understatement. I, I honestly was like. This, this, run for is, it. this is a breakup story. Okay. And <laughs> this book is a prequel yeah. to the Well, breakup. they do have their happily ever after and end up engaged. And Amy, thankfully, also finds someone new yeah. that he introduces her to. A doctor. Yeah, a doctor. I mean, that was that was a saving grace for him. I was like, he introduced her to his doctor friend. Right? I was like, okay, points. Okay, okay points. Okay, points. <laughs> well, let us know what you think on Instagram because we're always looking for other opinions. Like, are you on Team Shawnee for this one or are you on Team Bridget? Did you? They're going to be on my team, Bridget. <laughs> did you feel that, you know, squirmish delight when they were chit chatting and having fun? Or were you like, this story has problems? Let us know what you think. So, okay. I'm guessing your heroine rating and your hero rating are going to be slightly low. They're low. Okay, let's hear them. Uh, my heroine rating was two. Ouch. Yeah, it was it was a two. Um, mostly because like after a while, her like the whole pessimism type thing really annoyed me. I I she lost me when she was like, you know what? I agreed to not tell my sister these things. Not for some. Not for a dude. Like hell no, I'm not gonna hide this for a dude. Who you don't even like, like what, that. I yeah. you didn't even like a week ago. Yeah, that like we've been together like a week or whatever this is. Yeah. Like the loyalty. She she rationalizes the loyalty. For his brother, but right. she doesn't have that same rationale for her loyalty for her sister. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, not a chance in hell. So she lost like all the points from right there. In the book, I literally stopped the the recording at that moment and was like, what the f-? like, <laughs> like if you, if you were in the room with me, <laughs> I think Brendan was in the room with me. And he's like, what's going on? I was like, this book is so frustrating, so frustrating. So frustrating. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. <laughs> so mad right now. Um, so yeah, she got a two from me. Um, and then when she confessed the when she confessed the lie to her boss, and I was just like, oh come on! Like once you tell a lie, I mean you gotta you really gotta commit to that sort of. <laughs> I actually liked her for telling or the whatever. truth. Also, you've never worked in an office as we but, discussed, and but she again, could not have hidden that. <laughs> but again, as the point you brought up, I have never worked in an office, so maybe that would have come it's unhideable out. So at I, that point. I give I give I give that point to you, Bridget. Okay. I give that point to you. Um, and for him, I called him a milk dead. You know, he wasn't a McDreamy or McSim, he was a milk dad. <laughs> Hilarious. Just like, I like a man with a backbone. I like a man with integrity. I like a man with, you know, that I feel like can trust. And no matter, in any book, if I don't feel like a man has integrity, right, he can do stuff wrong. But I still feel like integrity needs to be intact. And for, mm. for me, he lost that. Mm. And so then I couldn't get it back. I couldn't get so it back. So what did you give him? I gave him one a one. Star. One milk dad. I gave him three stars. 
Because I did like the witty dialogue and how much he wanted her and how he, like, encouraged her to realize that she wasn't really bad luck. And then he did make his horrible call, which he lost the full star just for that alone. <laughs> and then I gave her four stars because I did like her. I thought she was funny. I thought her, like, all her internal dialogue about him, mm-hmm. you know, being like, no, no man should have eyelashes like that. No devil should be. You know, like, I thought she had very funny, witty inner dialogue. And I did like that she, like, grew throughout the book because I enjoy, I enjoy a story where uh, someone, like, realizes that they've been... They're in their own way. Yeah. And then they get out of their own way and good things start happening. Yeah. Um, I also like their family, which I thought they had some, like, they weren't in it that much because they were on the honeymoon most of the time. But I did like the family and how everyone was, like, kind of, like, in each other's business maybe a little too much. But then also, like, she had a job, like, that second. Yeah. and, uh, And could have clearly asked for help earlier when she was looking for a job but just didn't yeah because of her pride and getting in her own way and now she's out of her way and all these good things are starting to happen well i definitely thought that like it read like like any good family they were always nosy but like you know being hispanic and having a hispanic family they are really just like that and bringing food all the time all the time bringing food all the time, like, what are you doing? What are and then, and then, oh, what is your brother doing? What's your brother up to? Like, oh, and, yeah. and I'm like, Tia, ask him. Like, yeah. I, you know, 100%. and and so I did like that. I thought that was super authentic. Yeah. I did like that the narrators pronounced all the names correctly, correctly, nice. and did the accent. They only did it when it was needed, which I was fine with. Yeah, you know. So probably for the older relatives. Yeah, basically. exactly. Or when they when they um pr- pronounced anyone's name or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so I was actually really happy with that. Because um, sometimes you get a dry reading and you don't even realize that a person is any kind of ethnic right. <laughs> or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I did like the family a lot. Nice. I thought it was funny. I thought and her cousin who talked mad like shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was when, was there a moment where they were like, how come it's okay for him to be gay, but not for... Uh, oh, her to be a lesbian. Her to be a lesbian. And, like, <laughs> and everybody's like, shh, we have an, under- it's like we have an understanding. Yeah. Which like I have that in my family and I'm like, I get, I get it. It's like it's there's something weird about it. Like nobody talking nobody about, talks about nobody it. Nobody talks about it. We've agreed, like everybody's okay with it, but we're okay because we've agreed unspokenly to not talk yeah. about it. And then when one person brings it up, everyone's like, Oh my god, you don't have this box of worms. <laughs> yeah. I do like it big because I mean I'm not Hispanic, but in big families in general, because I have a big extended family, that thing where everyone's asking you everyone else's business and you're like, they're in the other room. Why am I <laughs> conveying? So like half our family's on the East Coast, half is out here or maybe like a quarter's out here on the West Coast. And so like if I see any of the East Coast people, they ask me about all the West Coast people as if as if I... As if you hang out all the time. As if together. we constantly are hanging out yeah. and I know every single... Th- well, what are they working on? And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know. I saw them a month ago. Like... We and we were just hanging out. I wasn't yeah. like getting the rundown on all their credits or all their projects <laughs> or their salary. I don't know how much money they're making. We didn't talk about that last week. Like I, we, we just went to the movies and it's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, so I really enjoyed that aspect yeah. of the book. Um, I definitely thought this was like you know some vanilla, some vanilla. Uh, yeah, I've, sexiness. Yeah, I thought he was. I mean, compared to a McSteamy, he was definitely a McDreamy setup, but. I do agree with you that a McDreamy would have believed her right away. So I don't know what the word is for that. I normally have a clever quip. A McMuffin. He's a McMuffin. Um, <laughs> uh, McMuff- Soggy in the middle. <laughs> um, did you have a favorite line in the book? McDud. Um, <laughs> McDud is actually good. 
<laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was actually I like Mick dead. Um, it was, and I abbreviated it, but it was. Um, I was into you. You're hot. But every indication I had was that I was a waste of space. Right. Yeah. And I I picked that line because for their whole angst to me was a little bit contrived or it was a little bit like one good conversation could have wiped away well, all of the Well, I think that was the, the whole point. You know. That that for me was why I was okay with how fast they got together. Because once they cleared up the fact that he didn't think that she was like an overeater and like that was her insecurity <laughs> and she he didn't she didn't think he was a waste of space that yeah. was his insecurity and her covering up her insecurity and then they were like oh oh you like me yeah. okay cool like let's be friends yeah. let's flirt let's bang and i was like oh okay that that's reasonable the fact that it took so long again i sort of attribute to the brother them keeping them hanging, apart and around. not hanging out yeah. and having way too much pride to be the one to be vulnerable in front of the other person. Yeah. You know? Ego. And also, she's getting in her own way. Not that he would have dated her any sooner necessarily, but she's getting in her own way by assuming the worst about people and then putting walls up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what she did. She assumed the worst about him. He could have had, like, a fart he wanted to hide in the end of the other <laughs> room. You know what I mean? But she assumes the worst about him. And yeah. then because she's treating him negatively, because she assumed the worst, he thinks, oh, well, she hates me. Yeah. And so he's – then he's, like, assuming the worst. You know what I mean? So it's like – You can kind of see. Yeah. yeah. I got you. So, But I, I don't disagree with you, though, that, like, most people could clear up most things in their life with, like, a really good conversation. Yeah. Which is tough. So, it's tough to be that vulnerable. It's tough to be the one who says, like, hey – like, why are you being like this? Or, hey, this hurt my feelings. It, it really is. In any, in any relationship, yeah. not just in a, in a romantic one. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. What was your favorite liked, line? Mine was, uh, it sounds dangerous. This makes him laugh. Dangerous like we'd end up naked or dead. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I love it. That's the way I like my danger. That's naked like or dead. Naked or dead. <laughs> this is quips. That's a, that's a shirt, Bridget. That's a flirt. That's a flirty. That's going on the shirt list. Oh, putting it on the shirt? Like, we'd end up naked or dead. Yep. I love it. Put it on the shirt. My favorite review uh, was four stars. It was Ch- Chayami? Chiyama? I'm so sorry. I butchered your name. It's C-H-A-I-M-A. Um, and it is. it says, me, normally, colon. The concept of romantic love is nothing but a marketing scheme for greeting card companies, a lie sold by the government, a me, after reading this book. Can some romantic shit happen to me already? <laughs> Which I just thought was funny because, again, most people can have some romantic shit in their life if they just get out of their own way and are open to a free vacation to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm <laughs> with open. With a hot dude sharing a room with him. So open. Who's into it? So open. Uh, <laughs> so mine was um, on Audible. It was by Esther Cunningham. And uh, she wrote, cute but tiresome. This is an adult romance, but it's written more through the eyes of teenagers. There's a great deal of self-doubt, ongoing negative comments, and a general sense of immaturity. Cute, but predictably tiresome. And I felt like, for me, that... That's interesting, because they write young adult books as well. Well, to me, the angst in this book... like is very angsty. ...is very teenagery. Yeah. Any kind of adult or slightly mature conversation, I felt like, would have cleared this up sooner or... You know, and maybe because I tend to be more direct as a person, mm-hmm. you know, like even even like camping, 
right? We kind of messed up, brought too much shit, and it was it turned out to be terrible, but we had a great time. Mm-hmm. But there was a certain point where, like, my friend was complaining um, a little. He was like, oh, man, we brought too much stuff. And I was like, I was like, cool. Right now, like, let's just get all the complaints out right now. Just, like, talk as much shit as possible. Let's just get it right now, and then we'll have a great trip. <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's not it's not going to hurt my feelings, but mm-hmm. I don't want to hear yep. this whole trip, like, yep. oh, God, okay, okay, or whatever. Yep. And it's like, I just kind of feel like as you become an adult, mm-hmm. like, some of this stuff could have not been an issue, you know? But I, I don't I, disagree. On the other hand, I do know some adults who are so regressed. And I'm like, yo, get it together. Yes. And stop blaming your parents. You're too old for that now. Go to yes. therapy. I recently had a, what many people would describe as traumatic birth of my second child. <laughs> Understatement. And my feeling, now that I am past it, my kid's healthy and I'm healthy again, is, I mean, that's just what it is. I can't change it. Yeah. I can't, like, go back in time and make different decisions or, you know, would it have been nice to have had different choices? Perhaps. Yeah, of course. But that's not how life is. It's just happened. And I feel like emotionally, I spent my week while my kid was in the NICU crying and freaking out. And then when the doctor was like, okay, she's gonna be healthy and it was not your fault. And it's just what happened. And it happens to babies all the time. And, and she's gonna come home. She's gonna be healthy. You're healthy. Like you're, you know, your antibiotics got rid of whatever infection you had and blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, oh, okay, so she's going to be healthy. I'm healthy. So then now I'm just going to focus on doing all the things to stay healthy and be, you know, whatever. Yeah. Super healthy. That is not how some other people in my life feel. They want to, like, rehash it and talk about it. And, well, you should ask, you know, so-and-so how they felt about it because they also said it was. And I'm like, why would I ask someone else? Like, first of all, none of these people were there. I was there. Yeah. Except for my husband. And... It's not going to help me to know what they think or to hear their opinions or to hear their, um, you know, like, like I feel like in things like this where there's, like, all these other people who are, like, chiming in with all these different things, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but none of you were there. <laughs> <laughs> and so really the people who are there, like, I, I get what you were saying about the sister, like, not talking to her sister after, you know, Ami or Amy not talking to Olive after finding out. But part of me is, like, you kind of have to, like, work through it yourself. And it's not even, like, I don't believe you. It's, like, wait, what? Like, I got to figure this out. Yeah. And I got to, like, deal with my own emotions and and this relationship. And then she called and was, like, I need you to come over. Yeah. Cause, and support me while I deal with this Which shit. is a great sister moment. Because um, she's, like, I need you to come over. She's, like, be right be there. Be right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's interesting because there are a lot of adults who are not adults as adult as you feel like maybe adults should be and you're like oh, okay also maybe i just read a lot of young adult books so maybe that's why this book also for me was like fun and light and i kind of like i got the vibe when i started reading it i was like oh this is gonna be like a fast page turner it's gonna be like a beach read you know sizzling and then over yeah and and the second half of the book was a little bit more dramatic perhaps than a normal beach read would be but I was okay with it. I think because I kind of really don't like young adult 
Yeah, then maybe that's the disconnect. And also, you like more nasty than this book, yeah. Yeah. Did I not mean, have a lot of... But yeah, but I've been trying to have like a more, you know... A open mind. Open mind because we're doing this podcast. You should see her face. She's like, I'm trying so hard to have an open mind. I think my eyebrows just yeah. went up. She like sat up all straight, all proper. I am trying to I'm do trying, my best. I'm trying to be like a good critic, you know, to really read this like without just... With open eyes. You know, and not with all of my bias, you know, and sure. whatever. Um, but, I think bias are important, though. Like... But at the end of the day, like, I... If I, it's a romance novel, I do want more sex. I, in I general. I do. Because it could just be, like, a novel. Yeah. Well, not a romance novel. That said, I did enjoy their... And then also, so uh, one romance author, I can't remember who it was, but somebody I loved, was talking about how sex scenes are... <clears throat> when you do put sex in a book, it's meant to... It has to have a purpose. Mm. It's not just willy-nilly sex. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes a good sex scene mm-hmm. and makes it not, so it's not a book that's full of gratuitous sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the reviews online were like, oh, I loved it because it didn't have like a ton of gratuitous sex or whatever. But if that gratuitous sex makes sense, mm-hmm. then it doesn't feel like gratuitous sex. I agree. You know, and I think that's the thing. Whatever the sex that happens, that driving force for me needs to be there. When they first, for me, when they actually, when they first had sex, I was on the fence of whether or not I was like, it was there. It was like they started playing around. He's like, "You want you want to do this?" She was like, "Yeah," you know. And I was kind of like, "Still seems a little fresh," but I was like, "Fuck it." But also, like, if you were on vacation in Hawaii I, with a smoking hot dude and who you've been why, lusting after, and that's why I allowed. <laughs> I was like, I would have hit that shit. That's why I allowed. I was like, so hard. I was like, you know what? I'll allow it. Yeah, <laughs> I would have for sure. Hit also, that. I wanted them to bang at this point in the yeah. book. I was like. Come on, let's just get this happening. Hell yeah. Or whatever. Hell yeah. But it's like they had just kind of figured it out. They had just kind of figured it out. I almost you know. feel like that's like the perfect time. We're like, right oh then. shit, you think I'm hot? I think you're, you're hot. hot. Let's fuck. You want, you want to spend a day with me? You want yeah. To be, yeah. And then they had this whole day and they were like, yeah. I've been there, Shani. I've traveled quite a bit. I've been to <laughs> like 30 countries and I was single while I was in all of them. You know. And. Let me tell you about how you spend a day touring around with someone and all the little flirting and the jokes and the seeing all these amazing things. And maybe you're doing some exercise so your endorphins are up and your adrenaline is popping. Hey, man, the older I get, welcome to pound town. The the window of time. When I was younger, I was much more like, no, no, time has to go. I was much more prudish, too. And I was like, no, 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 enough time has to be whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sapiosexual. I need a connection and blah, blah, blah. The older I get. The connection can be so. Well, the older I get, let me tell you, that window has gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. I don't even think there's a window anymore. Well, I also feel like you can feel a connection with someone perhaps not soul deep and perhaps yeah. not intellectually, but like you can feel a connection with someone definitely physically yeah. and your pheromones are just all up in their pheromones. And again, the adrenaline and you've been touring and seeing all these wonderful things and eating delicious food and maybe having a cocktail. That's I, it. I believe, I've, I mean, it. I believe it, but everybody else, everybody has their own thing. You everybody know, some people are demisexual, thing. so they just need some form of connection. Sure. I actually need your, you to be intelligent. That's, <sighs> I that but I wouldn't if after the whole day of touring, yeah, we would never have gotten to the point of it even being a question if I wasn't enjoying your intellect the whole day. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, because it wouldn't have there wouldn't have been any quipping or flirting or anything because I would have been like, oh, your doll's rocks, and I would have like moved on to talk to someone else. You know, it's kind of like how I feel about um, uh, Brock Hearn. Um, Who? 
So it's this, he was an influencer way back in the day, right? Okay. He was in Initial Man Bun Monday. Now he's on Tyler Perry's like the have and have nots. He's he's he, you know he acts and he does a bunch of other stuff. Okay. But he is about he's a six foot seven like Viking looking like delicious like God given gift uh-huh. of a man. Okay. Okay. Like gorgeous you know he has that that lumberjack vibe like? too he's he's thick too I mean, he's got muscles thick thighs. Oh my god. like oh my god Bridget. <laughs> you know i don't like him blonde but he's blonde and i'm like oh he could get it okay but but you know he would do these man bun mondays i had no speaking in them right he would just put his hair up in a bun and then reverse it it would come back down and i would watch this video like ten thousand times okay? <laughs> <laughs> i ain't above it i ain't above it <laughs> Okay, on Instagram, and after this, after this podcast, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it. I'm gonna show it to you, Brock Hearn, and and one day he decided to give a motivational talk on his Instagram. Okay, right, and he got up there and he said something, something so dumb. I mean, (laughs) the dumbest. Oh yeah, I know this guy. Dumbest shit I ever heard in my life, and I was like, Brock, yeah, bro, come on, shut your mouth when you're talking to me, (laughs) like. And I was like, and then he started, he kept doing those kind of like little motivational things. And I couldn't, I like could not enjoy his page anymore. He wrecked it for you. He wrecked it for me. My vagina was like, no, Sean. That's how I feel. (laughs) And I kid you not. So when I was little, I played a lot of soccer. And I used to watch coaching videos with my dad. Uh-huh. And because my dad was the coach of my soccer team. And we used to watch coaching videos. And then we would decide which drills we thought we could implement and implement them. And it was great. It's the start of my nerddom. Actually, not the start. It was just like well into the nerddom. <laughs> but I've always liked to research and do things. So anyways, I got a David Beckham Ooh. where he teaches. And David Beckham obviously is swoon worthy where he teaches different drills and all these other things and talks about his journey as a footballer and all this other stuff. He literally said one sentence and I stopped it and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He has the weirdest voice ever. <laughs> Does not match his body at all. And it's and I was just like, why did I hear this? I can never unhear it. I couldn't even watch the whole thing. I kept it for like five years after because I was like, one day I'm going to watch this and I'm going to like get something out of it. And I finally never could. I had to literally just throw it away. I had to throw it away. Could not listen to his voice anymore. It is. It was horrifying. So I totally understand what you're talking about. <laughs> It could just be one thing, and you're like, no. no. I went on a date with someone one time. I had a great date, and he had tiny little hands. <laughs> no, Bridget, no. Stop, 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 Bridget. Stop, Bridget. I think but I he just... put his hand on my thigh, and I was like, oh, no, it's so small. Oh. I called Julie afterwards, and I was like, Julie. She's like, how's your date? And I was like, it was wonderful. We was kissing and having a great time, and he put his hand on my thigh, and I was like, it's so small. <laughs> I literally couldn't. I could not. Even though I thought he was great, we had a really fun time. You can't get past that. From, no, like, Bridget. you can't get past that. How's that little hand going to be on my butt Stop or my it. boob? Stop it. It's not going to I'm just seeing that little Saturday Night Live little small, hand. small <laughs> tiny hand. <laughs> I mean, they weren't that small, but they were smaller than mine. Or like more, and they were like more like slight. I just got little goosebumps when yeah. you said tiny hands, man. Yeah. I, no. Yeah, I was not good. I did not. I was like, oh, well, well that's not no. going to play. I, I'm finding that like, that's not gonna in, play. even in just in my attraction, like the the weight of someone's hand on my body makes me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, that weight makes me feel secure or like mm-hmm. you got me or you can protect me. Mm-hmm. I've never liked like holding hands and stuff like that and being like uber um, 
affection or PDA and mm-hmm. stuff. And I realized that partially what that is, is that a lot of people hold me like little wimp ass, like bitch ass fools, like, like <laughs> all lightly, like their hand real light, light on my thing or light. I hate mm-hmm. light touch. I've yeah. always hated light touch. It irritates yeah. me. So when I feel it's like. very patronizing or condescending yeah, to me. It's weird. So when I feel a nice fat meaty hand, yeah. you know, like just weighing down on me, I'm yeah. like that. Yeah, claim me with yeah, that. Yeah, claim me with that. Yeah. Like what's, a, you know, what's yeah. my name? Yeah. That's what I want to hear. You know totally. what I'm saying? Leo, so. sometimes when he's trying to annoy, we will like. Gently, <laughs> gently. I mean, and by gently, I mean with like clammy hands and not like moderately gently. But he'll like, like rub, rub me. He's like, and then he'll be like, because he knows I hate it. He'll be like, isn't that soothing? I'm like, fuck you. Get that hand off my face, or I'll put it on my forehead or something, and like rub it, rub my hair. And I'm like, that is the least soothing thing that has ever happened to me. So annoying. Uh, I hate when you have a trickster spouse like mine and they find out what annoys you and you like give in and say, don't do that. And then you're like, God damn it, now he's going to do it all forever. (laughs) My lifetime. My life is over. (laughs) 50 more years of this nonsense. So, so but I love it anyway. So, Bridget, yes. okay, was this book worth the read? You know what? I enjoyed it. I'd say yes. I do. This was my first book that they've ever written, and I would for sure read another one because my theory is that because I like, I like the voices, I like the internal monologue, I like the sort of pace of the writing. It's a very fast read for me. Um, I think another story narrative probably wouldn't have some of these problems in it because mm-hmm. it's going to be a new hero, hero, a new heroine, a new plot. And so I would, I, I would say, you know, worth a read. It was fast. It was fun. Um, and don't, and then I would, I would, I would choose another one of their books to read and see whether I like that one better than this one and, and see. I would give them another shot. Mm-hmm. I think they could have missed the mark. And when I did read some of the other reviews, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people said, like, this is not their favorite of what they've right. written before. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, let's read book one or two when they were fresh. Oh, wait. You know, like the first Hold book. The phone. First book they ever I'm read. I'm pretty sure I've read one of their books. Let me just. I'm pretty sure I've read one of their books, too, because I recognize the name. But, like, I kind of want to read a book by Christina or Lauren. Like, maybe not them both together. I think I've read their Beautiful Bastard book. Oh, wait a minute. Beautiful Bastard. Oh. That cover looks really familiar. But then I just read the synopsis and it doesn't sound familiar. So now I'm confused. Hold Maybe me. I've just thought about reading it. Because there's a Beautiful Bastard series. I think I read which it. Which has multiple books in I it. I did read this Beautiful Bastard series. Book one and like two or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember, but I do remember the cover. Sweet Filthy Boy. That's a good title. Oh, well, and they've written a bunch of... Yeah, they wrote these whole this whole series, too. Oh, somebody had a baby at the end. Beautiful, beloved. Somebody got knocked up. You know, I like a secret baby. I don't like a bunch of kids, though. I like a secret baby. That's the most I, I really want in a book. I don't want to be navigating your three children. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So everyone, if you know a good Christmas book, well, maybe this will come out after we have had Christmas. Who knows? But if you know a good Christmas book that we should read or any sort of like holiday books, let us know because we were looking them up and a lot of the Christmas books 
are widows, divorce moms, widows finding love again, single moms, older like mature romances, or they're like the grandma's age sort of situation, <laughs> or like they're in their fifties or sixties. Let's yeah. say again, I'm not like opposed. To all of those, but I was surprised that the offerings on Christmas romance with young people and young never have had children or been divorced people was pretty slight. It was really slight. And they were only based in North Carolina, Montana, <laughs> or Maine. There were none in other places, as if Christmas only exists in those states. I think it's funny because it almost makes it feel like that um, people who are divorced or widowed or single moms, mm-hmm. all they want for Christmas is, yeah. is love. It is. That is what it is. And, oh my God, that is what it is. And it's like, dear God, this is like the sad, it feels, I felt so sad. <laughs> that feels very sad now that you've said it that way. That feels so sad. <laughs> like what you really want for Christmas is a new man to take care yeah. of you. It's like if you don't have kids or you're not a widow, you can find love all year long. But these people, <laughs> they have to wait till they Christmas. They need love for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> also, I really want to watch a Christmas movie. Yeah, so. yeah. we got to do that. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. As always, check out the website if you want to check out some books that we recommend in this same genre. Yeah, like the Kiss Quotient. Like the Kiss Quotient. We love the Kiss Quotient. We love the Kiss Quotient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's pretty exciting. We're uh, cruising right along in this old podcast. Yeah. Having some fun. We just went to an event, uh, which probably when this podcast came out will be like two year, two months old, but who knows. Um, and it was super fun. We got to listen to some authors talking and meet some authors and we're going to be reviewing their books. Oh yeah. And it's a very exciting time. It's you, super fun. And if you want to hear, uh, that, that, uh, panel discussion, you could head over to Patreon and we will have that as a perk for you. Absolutely. Check out our Patreon. If you like what we're doing and you like listening to and talking about romance and also all the other fun stories that we talk about in our lives and how these romance novels make us think of things. Head over to Patreon for as little as $1 a month. You can help us uh, continue on our journey and attend more panels and meet more authors and interview more authors and read more books. And in general, And bring you more classy and nasty. Bring you more classy and nasty. Talking about more cookies and nookie. Oh, cookies and nookie, baby. For Christmas, for Christmas, all I want is cookies and nookie, baby. Cookies and nookie, baby. Sorry. Ooh, 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 cookies and nookie. All right, until next time, dear listeners, we'll talk to you then. May your books be your lover. And your hand your best friend. Yowza! Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.